0: Domestic comfort varied according to the season. The cold, damp winters in poorly heated stone apartments made spring all the more welcome. The comfort of my own home is largely undisturbed by the time of year. Electric lighting, efficient heating, and proper insulation have seen to that. Since, unlike my neighbours, I am not a farmer, the weather doesn't affect my livelihood. Nevertheless, gardening, storing firewood for the winter, raking leaves, walking the dog... "'and simply eating breakfast on the porch "'have made me aware of different times of year "'in a more acute way than when I lived in a city. "'A patch of grey cloud glimpsed between tall buildings "'as one hurried down the street could be ignored. "'In the open country, a looming grey sky "'can affect the course of my entire day. "'A storm in town always seemed to be taking place somewhere else. "'Here, thunderclaps batter my house unrelentingly, "'and the lightning is sometimes so close it smells.' That is why, although I have listened to this recording of the Four Seasons for more than twenty years, the familiar music has recently found a new resonance in my own life. There are probably several reasons for this delayed appreciation. I was brought up in cities and towns where seasonal variation was less noticeable, at least to me. With the insouciance of childhood, I was indifferent to the elements, playing in the snow until my fingers started turning numb inside the soggy mittens, or splashing about on a cold main beach, happy despite shivering skin and chattering teeth. Of course, I remember the various annual activities, summer swimming, winter skiing, helping my father in the garden in the spring, playing football in the fall. But these took place in a vague continuum of changing weather, to which, like most children, I gave little thought. The progression itself of the times of year left little imprint on my consciousness. What i remember more vividly is the rhythmic cadence of the week days at home and days at school probably this rotation has stuck in my mind because i disliked school my earliest recollection but it may be only a recollection of what was told me later an oft-repeated family story is of being taken for the first time to a london convent school and immediately running away tearfully rejoining my departing father in the street a companion memory involves sundays not accompanying my parents to church, but being sent to a corner pub for my weekly treat, an exotic imported bottle of Coca-Cola. The texture of the heavy knurled glass bottle and the smell of the oak casks and beer are with me still. For most of my boyhood, school days retained their coercive character. When I was 11 years old, living in Canada, I was sent to a boarding school in Montreal. We lived close to the city and I was able to return home each Friday evening. I was attached to my parents, and Sunday afternoons unfailingly brought lachrymose departures. What emotion! What unhappiness! I might have been a cabin boy being sent away on a three-year voyage aboard a clipper ship instead of a grade schooler going only thirty miles away and only for five days. But five days was an eternity to someone whose horizon extended only as far as the next Friday evening. The following year, I became a commuter. During the week, I rose at six o'clock and bicycled to the train station. In the winter, there was a parental carpool. The train journey took about an hour. I liked trains, steam engines still, with real conductors wearing dark blue uniforms and low-slung leather pouches, and the travel time passed pleasantly enough. There were several of us going to the same school, and we sat together, doing homework, reading and arguing, perfecting our Jesuitical debating skills. I also learned many card games. Still, I looked forward to the end of the week. There was homework to complete and some household chores, not many as I recall, but I could sleep late and play with my friends, go on outings in the countryside, or simply stay in my room reading. For two days, my time was my own. After my third year of high school, I got a summer job on a local weekly newspaper. I worked in the print shop, operating a machine that produced plastic engravings of photographs and illustrations that were then glued to blocks of wood and placed in the form. This did not take all my time, and I also learned to run a terrifying paper-trimming guillotine. Occasionally, I was allowed to set the lead slugs that were spewed out of a rattling linotype. Once a week, the large flatbed cylinder press that stood at the far end of the shop was started up, and we took turns feeding newsprint into the noisy machine. It was not unpleasant work, since the variety of the tasks assigned mitigated the monotony of what were really dull and repetitive operations. Still, when I pushed my time card into the punch clock on Friday, I savoured the satisfying and conclusive clang that signalled two days of freedom.